And welcome to Shungite Reality. It is November 2nd, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condon and Mark Joseph. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, everybody. Hey. Yeah. So it's election day out there <laughs> in the real world. And, uh, well, in the United States. And um, today we're going to look at, uh, well, so Derek's got some he sent me a couple of pictures of these very, very interesting um, energy devices that he's, I guess they're new, right, Derek? And yeah. um, so I said, well, we're going to also talk about the, the Shungite Eagle system and the newest, the newest update on what's been happening there. And at least we'll start the show there. So um, what would you like us to do, Derek? You wanted to start talking about yours first? Uh, we can, yeah, yeah, we can jump into it. It's not just, you know, energy talk and shungite, which is, you know, kind of what the show's about. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, this is a tough one, as you see me stumbling already, because of the image. So for those that are in chat and um, have the benefit of seeing the, the show's promo image, you'll see a, a shungite tile. I don't know, what is it? it's in front of me right now. It's about four inches long, maybe by two inches, so it's a, a little... Uh, rectangle shaped piece of shungite tile about a know, half inch thick and then what, what we're talking about here is um i have a a friend named alex local in who does copper wrapping and he's done different things actually nancy and mark it's the same individual who wrapped the large shungite chunks that we have at mysticalwares.com the online store we oh have, yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah like five pound chunks of shunk raw, just raw shungai, big, I'm talking huge ones, size of a small football, um, wrapped with little six to eight inch copper trees on them and, and then smaller spears and things like that of shungai with copper. But what I asked him to do is get a little creative and I did not share the bottom of this thing. Um, I probably should have, but it's interesting because what we're, long story short, we're talking about different ways of just, again, using the ingredients, in this case, copper, shungai, intentions energy stuff like that um as an energy tool so what i asked him to do is and i, I gave him a vague description of kind of how i'm looking to do it um so i guess one way to start this i they call them charging plates or things like that or a, a, a plate or a device to clear energies um so on this shungite tile that i have i had them wrap just copper wire different thicknesses around and it's really intricate um so copper around copper and, and just wound tighter and tighter so if you again for those that don't get the benefit of the um actual photo when it's done it looks like a again a shungai tile with a, a little copper bird's nest kind of poking about three or four inches off the top so there's wire wrapped around it at four points and this kind of goes up um with a and then, or it kind of looks like a, a little net on top but either way a little bird's nest or a net and what I was asking them to do was give me a way to raise off. So I have a crystal often I'll, I'll put in there in that little nest. I know I'm not describing this very well. Um, sorry. And add on if, if you, if you can, Nancy, and remark in the photo, if there's another explanation or description, I'm just not hitting here, but in this little, little pocket or, or nest that's on top of this device is again, where you can place a, my intention was a quartz crystal points, which I have sitting here next to me, but you can put anything. And then, um, energies under it. So on the flat surface, which is four sections, again, if you visualize it, because the little nest and the tower it's on is in the very middle. 
You can place other rocks and stones, frequency devices is what I'm getting at here. Um, so the, the different energies you might want in your environment. So, and then you can actually add on, again, talking about the nest again, you can put a crystal in that, which is programmable. So what I'm saying here is if you have shungite, so a clean plate, let's call it, of moving energy, and then you put the different stones, metals, whatever you're, again, trying to do, the recipe on the shungite and the copper, and the pop, copper pulls the frequencies um, up the cop, up, yes, I'm saying up the copper, up the copper uh, tower, we'll just say, that I'm trying to describe here with the little net in top, um, adding the frequencies to the crystal. So it's a way of adding additional frequencies to that crystal that you put in the little nest is what it is. And I'm, I'm using it in different ways, um, just seeing if it's maybe a, an air quotes here, quicker way of programming the crystals or to see if it's, um, it, it syncs them more cohesively, meaning holding the energy in the, the end result, which is that quartz crystal I would then take out and hold or turn into a pendant or something like that. Um, but basically I can see, because I am a perceiver of energies and I can see how energies move and they do different things. I'm just in the kitchen playing and we're checking stuff out, trying to see what, what may be new benefit again, um, as, as I like to term everything, I call it all recipes because it's an, a convenient and easy way to us to wrap our heads around it. Um, when we're talking these different stones or crystals or shungite nuggets, um, and I'm trying to see what we come up with. So it's, and I don't know if you have any questions on, I know I haven't said a whole lot about it, but I, again, I'm experimenting like I often like to do. And this time just, well, at least for this week, we're outside of the microscope and here in 3D and, and playing with copper and, and shungite nuggets. So we'll kind of see where that goes and what happens. What, one thing it does do, Nancy, is it'll not just program um, items. It'll, well, clear them. If you put something in that little nest with no additional frequencies on the bottom, on the plate, the Shungai tile, uh, it'll help clear things as well. So it's, it's just interesting. It's new. It's fun to play with, and I'm trying to see where it goes. Well, from my standpoint, and talking in terms of an energy device, I don't see... All right, what he's got is he's got a slab of Shungai, and then he's got a pillar up towards this, what he's calling a bird's nest. But when I looked at it, I saw it more like an antenna system, mm-hmm. like these huge, huge, huge round antenna systems that are, you know, when James Bond will come out of the earth <laughs> and they oh, go, yeah. you know, that type of thing. And um, the the Shungai slab itself is 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 like a grounding point for this. It's like the earth itself, and so it's more than just a copper situation it's even if you took that and put it on the ground outside you'd get even more of an in, an influx of it but when you're dealing with shungite you're also bringing in quantum energy and so what you got is you got a device that is gathering up all sorts of different types of energy before you do anything it's just the mechanism itself and the it's odd to me because I could say, well, this antenna system at the top, could it be gathering energy too? But no, it's flowing out it, like it's it's emitting it, um, the way I'm seeing it. And mm-hmm. so what you've got is you've got a very powerful energy device that is simply sitting there like a computer. 
it's sitting there with no input then it'll just sit there but once you begin to put your you can put a crystal in there and yes but if the crystal isn't programmed you still don't have any activity the 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 key to the to these energy devices and these energy devices are beneficial helpful they can do a lot of things but more important than anything else is they're teaching us and it really is our thought intentions that go into it that give it direction give it you know it's still it's always moving the energy's always moving but it it's the programming thought that gives it the direction would that be uh something you feel good about <laughs> that's exactly what I was doing behind there. If you heard some like knocking back here because I didn't mute, that yes, 100%. And what I was doing to play off of that, actually, at the same time, I was sticking a piece of Merlinite. So Merlin, yes, the wizard. There's a stone called Merlinite. I was gifted some time ago. And not always do stones, and I'm going to bring it back around, um, uh, not always do they match, I would say, from my perspective, the the qualities or abilities given to them. That's not the case in Merlinite or Shungite. Yep. And then they'll have every quality or thing you can read about them and more. And I had no idea about that. So it was an unknown one to me. And my, my daughter, Olivia, um, as often happens, was intuitively led to get me this particular rock for whatever reason. And long story short, then on my next birthday or, or Christmas or whatever the deal is, I get gifted it. And that's the case in um, in this this rocks or stones. Um scenario as well so it was given to me and i played i just stuck it in there merlinite as you can kind of imagine from the name and i don't have a a, a google spiel up in front of me to read you what, what's being said about it but it is think intuition um spiritual connection you know metaphysics things like that and i didn't know that because i'll actually let's add on to that when i'm given these rocks i'm not handed a piece of paper that says oh the Rock and mineral community dubbed it this out of the other or psychic one, two, three said this. I don't go off of anything. I have no idea. Usually the girls will walk up and say, open your hand and close your eyes. That's it. Nothing else. And I don't even know what's being put in my hand. It could be a donut or it could be a rock for all I know. Um, and usually it'll end up being a rock, of course, or a mineral or stuff, you know, something. Um, and then I'll just proceed it and go from there. And then all of a sudden I'll just feel the, the huge, again, whooshes of energy, subtle energies or sometimes straight up sparks. Uh, I'm talking about feel it inside um, or just different stuff. Who knows? It just depends. And in this case, upper chakras. Um, and again, it could have been some grounding stone that somebody was, was selling online and it was supposed to do this, that, and the other. But again, I like to point this out and give you the, the bigger story um, because this is one of those more rare and rare examples that actually line up to what's being put out there. So it does, it activates certain energies in the, zones we would call upper chakras so that it, it kind of it's like loosening i don't know tight clothing up on those chakras so you can move a little bit easier um is what it does and then as far as the whole psychic connection or, or spiritual connection um it again it i don't it's tough to talk about these things but it moves energy so it's like i'm trying to fight through less physical stuff frequencies energies opinions whatever all those physical layers that, and we haven't really talked about this on shows that um, maybe it's a metaphysical perspective chat, but um, those 3D aspects that we have to push through before you get into the more subtle etheric energies where all the psychic and clairvoyant stuff sits that you can pull from. Um, this, this stone does help you do that. So I was, again, that's why you're sitting there chatting about it. Um, so this is more of a 
transmitter than a receiver, I guess, for from the techie perspective. So that's why I'm with sitting here with Merlin in it and seeing it, what it does to the environment. And I've been watching that while I've been sitting here babbling about it. Um, and I don't know for what it's worth. It's not real large. I actually expect it to go a little bit further. But in this room here, I'm watching it, I don't know, about three and a half feet from the device. I'm not saying it's limited to that, but that's what I'm perceiving right now. And I'm within that range, so I'm feeling it. Um, no, it has an effect. It, it makes a pot in, I don't know, the environment, space and time, call it what you will. But that's what these things do. So it's, it's kind of like making an artificial energy point or chakra or something like that. But then have the understanding of what that might be good for. And then you can, you know, it, it'll work, help boost that specific thing. I put an image in chat. Um, I'm not sure it's similar to what you've got, but it's Merlinite. Yeah, mine has smaller pieces. Um, I'm typing in here uh, a little black so I can see the image and share it up there too. Uh, that's similar. Yeah, no, it's smaller. It looks like um, pepper. Wow, I don't even know what to say. But in the picture you shared, the black pieces of it are a little bit larger than the ones I have, so they're more small speckles on mine. But no, and that's, that's the same thing. It's the same energy going off there. There's, like anything else, I mean, it's, what one, one stone can slightly vary from the next, depending where in the, the vein or the mine it was gotten. or And there's multiple mines sometimes for these things. But no, that's Merlinite. Um, and or sometimes it can be confused with Indigo Gabriel as well. So... Or mystic Merlinite. So, um, for those that are looking for it out there, and it's a white and black stone. Basically, there's some hues of grays and stuff in there. Um, but no, that's Merlinite you shared. And again, that's, I only have literally. We don't, I don't have it in the store here, and we have over 200 types of stones. I can't get it in any um, sizable quantity to resell. So this was a, a onesie piece that was, you know, probably bought off Etsy or something like that. It's becoming more and more rare. So it's. Uh, and I'm just mentioning that because it's such a strong um, part of the recipe when I'm when I'm playing with it in the Shungite device that it was worth mentioning. And then we like to get terms out of new rocks and stones and minerals occasionally if we can, uh, for those that are interested. Well, when I was looking up the picture, I saw a ring on Etsy. So I just clicked <laughs> on it. And it says sterling silver merlinite or dendric, dendritic, D-E-N... <laughs> R I T I S I C, agate wire wrapped. You know, but I had to laugh because it says only one available, and six people have it in their carts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough to get pieces of this, just like that. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, gap, I, gap, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I've never seen it called merlinite. I've seen the stone before. It's, it it can be very uh almost hypnotic it draws you into it yeah so i'm guessing somebody in the again i don't like to separate or isolate any day but let's just say the the spiritual or metaphysical community outside of the rock hounds and rock and gym just the mineralogists and geologists stuff like that well that's when you get the crossover name and you know this Nancy. that's when you get the crossover name so some woohoo like me probably got it shoved in their hand said what do you pick up from this and then it went from there um so it's yeah it's, uh, but and again on the inverse you know, don't drink Kool-Aid, everybody you find out there. Meaning, just because something says it's good for this, that, and the other, pick it up and see. Um, 
and then see how you feel is the better way to do it. It's like, you know, don't let somebody tell you that's the best ice cream in the world. Try it. See if it's even something you like. It, it may have some aspect you, you don't care for. Um, but, yeah, in this case, the whole Merlinite one does really tie in um, on, on the spiritual part of it and the energy part because you can straight up feel it. Again, when they just drop these rocks in my hand, I'm like, whoa, what the heck? And sometimes it, like, grounds you instantly. We're big just big weird whooshes of energy flow off your legs and feet and things like that. So, so you would call that maybe a grounding one. Or again, if you feel tingles or odd sensations literally in your brain and stuff like that, or around your head, again, you can start terming it like upper chakras. Long story short, that's just where these stones are linking to the frequency, the similar frequencies is what I'm saying is it'll have an effect on. So when you see everything as frequencies and not chakras, well then it's going to have more of a push or pull effect in those upper or lower or mid chakras. Um, so that's why it might be a, a good tool for those areas. Why do you suppose they call it Merlinite? Um, well, I'm, I'm assuming because <clears throat> when they think mystic Merlin, you know, like Dr. Strange, whole spiritual worker stuff, well, because it does boost those abilities. So when I, and I've only used it, held it in my hand twice. I don't grab all of these things all the time. Um, it depends on the, client or um, just aspect of reality I'm working on. I know that sounded really weird, but it's true. Um, there will be this particular stone or energy device I pick up. It's, it's kind of like tuning. A, it's a, it's a, a channel of tuning your physical body. You can call again, like I've talked about before, a radio to tune into a frequency or reality. Again, a scientist will call it space time continuum, a dimension, but we can do that ourselves and then you can get into other channels with these rocks and stones when you add them to your greater energy recipe. I really don't have terms for this, Nancy, so I'm, I'm stumbling and it's tough, but it's just not talked about. Um, it's okay. Hey, you're, I'm going to age myself. So when I grew up, I had crystal radio sets. We'd go to Radio Shack, we'd get a radio, you'd get a little, literally a crystal set to a certain frequency, put it in your radio, turn it on, and you can listen to different channels and or talk to people. So it's kind of like that. It's adding on additional channels um, that you can pick up on and get in your environment. So if you wanted to connect to, I don't know, uh, higher energies, the, the metaphysical ones, maybe communication to spirit guides, angels, stuff like that. Well, these stones are, are really good for that. Uh, they they kind of, they're a faster moving one. And, and uh, there's no linear part higher, but I mean, it's, it's a term we kind of got to use. So it's, upper, higher chakras, even though it doesn't really work that way. Um, yeah, that was something to think about. Well, you know, the the, um, the interesting thing about what we're talking about, which is enterology, the study of energy, is that for somebody that's not experienced at it or hasn't heard about it or hasn't talked about it, it can seem a little like confounding but once you get it so many things come into absolute clarity when you're talking energy you can explain much more about what we feel from our own environment i mean you're pointing out things about you know different physical sensations you can get people feel them all the time but they dismiss them if you just, the tuning really comes in, in in your own acceptance. If you can't imagine it, it doesn't happen. 
So you've got to be able to think in terms of, whoa, energy. We're all energy. And I mean, I, I could give you, you know, another eight hours of dissertation on why it's all energy. But if you just sort of imagine, it's all energy. It's all frequency. You know, it's sort of like the hologram. If you look at a hologram, and you've seen them, your holograms where you would swear there's a 3D physical being or whatever they're picturing. And yet, it's all done with light, laser light. And it's just energy. But it's creating something that we perceive is, is solid and real. That's all the universe is. And so when we show you these things beyond Shungi, I mean, all the energy that this Merlinite has, okay, and that when you see it in the picture even, if you're just staring at the picture that's in the chat, or in the promo if you're um, hearing it on uh, a podcast. If you just look at that, en or just feel that energy, that energy is also in Shanghai. Every energy of every mineral that's ever been on the planet, according to Andrew Bartzis, the galactic historian, and me, <laughs> is, is within the, the Shungite field. So you don't even need a piece of this. You need to say... Shungite, give me that Merlinite energy. You know, bring it in. Because it's, it's, it's there. It's just a matter of sort of telling the Shungite, look, I'd like, I'd like to feel that energy. You know, can we work with that energy? Sure. No problem. Would you... Shungite, uh, yeah, it's like a quantum pantry. Yeah. When you go to Shungite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Yeah. It's a quantum pantry, and you can open it up and, and have and use what you want from it sort of thing. Um, yeah, actually, so tying into the energies, Nancy, and I've been kind of playing with this in the background, just trying to wrap my head around it because I'm just over analytical, I guess. I overthink things, but um, what I'm getting at here is like, so uh, you you don't have to even have the the overall understanding for this to work. And I'm putting it out there so people realize you don't have to listen to you know 500 podcasts on woohoo things before you're a, a certified dubbed. No, uh, woohoo person, whatever that is. Um, an example is like yesterday, and this happens literally on a daily basis, um, usually on a daily basis. I was out in front of somebody talking Shungite, um, and they had no idea who I was or anything like that, meaning that I do different energy things. And I was perceiving, uh, it was just a lady. She started asking me about, well, my, my mom and I have this particular issue. What's a good um rock or stone we're getting into this stuff now that's good for this and it was physical ailments and um some just energy stuff so and we were of course over there standing by the shungai area just by chance or i would have led her there anyway but she just happened to already be there so we're talking about it and long story short we talk about energies and then her friend walks up who's there and um she tells me a little bit more, more about what's going on so then sometimes here i'm led so if they're in front of me, there's usually a reason for it. It's not a by chance thing because usually I'm running through this, not literally running, but moving through this building like in fifth gear speed, and yeah, often speed walking, getting from A to B to do stuff. I'm just a busy guy. So I usually know if I'm stopped or slowed down or somebody's in that one spot where I need to go, it's a meant to be thing, you know, to, to slow me down and have a little chat for a minute. So doing that, in this case, I got up there and we're in that area. And we started talking and I could perceive the, the issue. Let's just, um, it was energy issues build up around lower extremities and then a parathyroid issue. So just an issue in the neck. Um, so 
So we're chatting and then I'm like, her guide asked, well, can you just do it? Um, and I'm like, and what I'm saying here is they're asking me just to go and do the energy removal because that's typically how it happens. Some spirit guide will get so-and-so in front of me because they know if I sit there and chat long enough, I'm going to start perceiving these things and then ask the person. And here's what I did. I said, you know, do you understand subtle energies? And the answer was no, because they had no idea. They didn't even know what our, our crazy big copper pyramids were all about in the store. Um, so they had no understanding of any of this. I'm like, well, it's subtle energies. You may feel, you know, some weird wishes or things, but long story short, they said, yeah, you know, I'm open to a removal. Um, and I'm like, okay. So literally I, and for a visualization, I literally will reach my hand out because I can see the, I'll just call it energy layers on the auric field of people. And I just term them heavier excess energies and I can reach out and I don't actually have to have my hand in their aura. I could be in like, in this case, I was, I don't know, five feet away or something. I can reach out, grab it and fling my hand so here in 3d. And then in person, the people in front of me, well, their eyes will bug out of their heads because I'm not actually touching them and they don't even know what's about to happen. So what I'm getting at here is the bigger pictures. You don't have to have these deep understandings for it to work because on a daily basis, people will, and it's not just a me thing by any means either. We can all do this, reach out and remove these energies and things and people will feel it physically. And sometimes they'll like, uh, in a good way, a startled scream or something. They go, oh my God, I just felt that and blah, blah, blah. And it goes on from there. And some of the, maybe some that are aware will kind of laugh and they go, well, of course, it's, you know, you're removing energies. Um, my bigger picture is it's that you can actually feel these things. So tying it back to like the Merlinites, the Shungite, the energies. Again, these people didn't have any understanding that crazy woohoo Derek can just reach into the ethers and yank stuff off. Um, but they sure in the heck felt it when it was happening. So stay open to these things and realize um, it does happen and you don't always feel everything. It really depends on it. Let's say you have 20 layers of heavy excess energy or clothes on. And some woohoo reaches out, takes out your outer layer. Well, you can only feel that to a degree because maybe you have a buildup of so much energies. It's hard for you to perceive it at that time. Um, so there's lots of ways of looking at it, but just be open to stuff like that. When you feel these rocks, no, you don't have to something like me in front of you to make it happen. You can literally just pick up these rocks and then just perceive, feel. And yes, I'd say pick it up with your hand, but that doesn't mean ignore your feet or your throat or the back of your neck, because you may feel a weird whoosh or tingle or sensation there. And those are the energies or areas they're affecting. Um, so it's just something to be aware of. Um, lots of ways of perceiving energies, and it's usually not in the way you're expecting. So don't expect, just perceive. And then you, you'll open up to a whole lot more that way without coming at it um, with a predetermined idea. Okay, um, I put the promo picture back up because you've also got the picture. It looks like, I, I'm assuming it's a twin crystal, quartz crystal, that you've got wrapped there. Yeah, yeah it's a dual, uh, double terminated little crystal. Actually, the same individual um, dug this out of the ground. So we're here in Washington State, Cascade Mountains. There's various spots you can go for those locals that are listening um, up on the top of Highway 90 or Interstate 90, Hansons. There's a creek up there you can literally walk up to, and it's open to the public, and no tools required. Wipe your hand on the hillside, and crystal points will start just falling out. And they're everywhere. I mean, just many thousands. Uh, my buddy who built this copper energy device and this little dual terminated one you were just talking about that I'm holding, 
Um, he got out of the mountainside last week and he comes in and brings me, I don't know, 50, 60, hundred of them. Depends. And sometimes he wraps them like in this case, and then um, we'll, we'll do an energy exchange. You know, we'll buy some from him and resell them here locally. I like the fact that he's, and it's a friend of mine, um, just a great big hearted guy um, goes out there and, and finds these and they're not being, you know, resold through distributors, shipped across the country and this, that, and getting in different energy environments. If they're literally just being pulled out of side of a mountain, locked into mystical wares, and then we make them available from there. So really pretty pristine tools. And the one that Nancy was mentioning is a double terminated one. So two quartz crystals connected, they grew like that. Um, and I, Nancy, I actually gave you that one to promo the picture because it is so unique and you're not seeing it in the photo because I didn't catch it. But there are, in this case, um, and I'm looking at it right now, light blue um, little fractures in there. So light flashing in there and it's on the upper spectrum. So it's a, again, light blues, you can think upper chakras, higher frequencies. So it's a good, uh, you know, heart chakra up tool and it holds energy and then splits them in a couple ways, which is why I like the double termination of it. I don't know how much in all this you want to get. Well, I, what, what I want to do is because, you know, I've been in the mineral business forever and ever, it seems like, at least, uh, well, since the late 80s. And I'm always amazed because even, well, I don't know what the figure is, but back when I was dealing and wheeling in all the different min minerals, they were, <clears throat> excuse me, finding about 112 new minerals every year. Um. It's it's kind of befuddling to, okay, me, all right, to look at this and think, I mean, I, I look at this and the, the clarity of the crystal is, um, to me, would only be found in a, a deep vein in the earth because of the fact that you need pressure. The more pressure, the more pure your chemistry becomes. And so it, it, it's like... These are just on the top of the mountain. It's like the, they, they were in the mountain and the mountain's eroding and so now they're being seen. They were like inside the mountain when they create, were created because you need the chemistry, uh, basically silicon dioxide. Then you need heat and pressure to formulate these crystals. So at some point, are you in a volcanic area? Is it is those what the oh, mountains? Yeah. Okay. Uh, volcanoes everywhere. We had three of them. Yeah, it's probably a mountain that rolled and you know, probably had a crystal crystal cavern in there, and yeah. Well, I just, I just can't imagine how 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 long are these? Inch two? Oh, you got them. This one is probably two inches long. Uh -huh. So one or two segments of your finger, I guess, is best. I don't know, maybe one. Um, but there's all different sizes. You'll get them, and these are Lemurian. They're called. So if they're, you look at them really close, there's little striations um, that go up and down them completely. So they would be what would be called Lemurian crystals. Um, in some circles, and that's what they all are. So again, little ridges or like you know lines on a record that go around them. Hmm. Uh, actually, somebody the other day said, "Do you ever put one of these on a record player and, and see oh, the record gee. needle?" Like, <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm not quite going to work that way. But. <laughs> I'm like, you know, good, good try though. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're Lemurian. You can and amethyst too, Nancy. In this area, you can walk up, and I'm not kidding. Swipe your hand. And all of a sudden, and watch where you put your knee down because you're probably going to put your knee right on a crystal. Pull those little suckers out of the ground. It's not like you have rock picks, rock picks and axes or anything. You don't need all that. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do um, in the spring mystical wares 
uh, and they're all they're going to be free, of course. Uh, tours or get-togethers or outings, call it whatever you want, but I'll post the GPS coordinates to a couple of these places and then just open it up to the greater community and say, hey, I'm going to be up there trucking around the side of the mountain. Here's your free parking spots. Bring a bag and a lunch. Have fun. And they, I know they're going to walk out. Every person, as long as your eyes are open, you may not even need that, you're going to walk out of there with dozens or 100-plus crystals. It's not like, oh, I found one. No, you found one after another. They're everywhere. So you can go on this hillside. It looks like an ant. Um, and just one hillside. There's others. It looks like an ant colony because there's little holes where people just sit there all day long and maybe end up having a foot or two foot deep hole. So it's not big. You're just reaching your arm in there. Just pulling crystals out. Gee, um, that's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, uh, not, I, oh, I can go all up. And there's so many. And the rocks as well. Uh, minerals. Not just crystals. Of course, crystals are the go-to ones for everybody. But no, all kinds of stuff. Amethyst chunks. Whatever. Wow. Yeah, so nice. it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to get into the the um what, how how do you see the energy working with this particular device, the copper and the what's what's your it's an energy device, they all are, but do you have any feelings about the operation of it? Um are we talking the double terminated Yes, yes, one? yes. Yeah, and I liked that one. I actually snatched it up for myself. It's here in my office for a reason. Um so of course it's so again those that can't see it it's wrapped as a pendant now so then yes you can put it on a chain or a cord around your neck and it'll settle right around your heart chakra area is what it does um, so when I have a single terminated crystal there it lights up um, let me get a visualization for you well it had they all all energy tends to go in a toroidal form a donut shape so that's what a single pointed crystal does. Um, and when I wear single, which I had to stop, by the way, because they'll actually launch off of my chest when I'm when I hold my hands up and start activating my heart chakra and doing the healings and different energy work. They literally will. Bounce, and we've talked about that. They'll just and it's not me, just me, others as well. When the frequencies build up too much, the little jump rings pass through each other when nobody's touching them. And, and again, they'll fly places. Um, but and I like this double one because now I can actually do it. It's more. As well, a double toroidal field that kind of goes around my back as well. So I don't know how to explain it, but for what, it worth, for what it's worth, it it integrates better and hangs on to my energy better. So it's not tending to like sit there and vibrate on my on my neck to where I'm worried about it, maybe launching off a few feet and freaking a client out or something like that. Um, so this one just has a better hold. And when I look at it... Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Again, one bigger toroidal shape, but then it branches off into two and kind of wraps around your body rather than staying just in front. So, again, difficult things to talk about, but that's what's going on. So, I'll... I'll, I'll well, keep, I'll, my, I'll, my, my understanding is that in, in the quartz points, that the energy is flowing from the uh, base to the tip. Correct. So, when you're wearing the two of them, you're drawing in energies that are above you is I'm you know again the semantics of it above you they're coming down towards you because that's the way that these things are energized they're going down so um when they start to when you've got it on I'm assuming that the energy is you've got the toroidal field but you also got directionality as a matter of fact you can't have a toroidal field without it I don't believe um so 
when you when you got the energy moving through the toroidal field in a downward position, you're essentially bringing in energies of a light energy. It's like you you could probably get real high on that if you weren't grounding out somewhere. You know, because you're 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 bringing in all this 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 higher energy, higher higher in the physical thought, not in you know frequencies, but the energies in in the air, in the trees, from the trees, from the from the water, the weaves, all the weaves, everything is is happening and being drawn, you know, propelling the energy flow because it's being sucked down into the crystal and out the other end. That's interesting. <laughs> I had, I had never focused quite on a, on a pendant like that, but yeah, that seems to be what I see happening. You know, and it's um, it, you get a whole different feel if you turn those things around and they were pointing up. Oh, you definitely. Know, you yeah. know, I yeah. mean, and and in some cases, there's I've been I've been, been in situations where the crystal itself would not allow me to wrap it in a down position. It wanted to be in an up position. And I don't care how many times you try wrapping it, <laughs> you know, if it wants to go up, you're not going to, the wrapping's going to fail somehow. And then you just try it going up and boom, it happens. Not very often, but in a few cases. Um. What's a batter? There's a yep. Back to cooking. There's some kind of cake that you can make that has like swirls in it. Um, so and marble. Okay, that'll work. I was gonna say we don't have to worry about the name, but okay. So let's say you wanted to make that cake. Well, then at the end result, you don't. You want the the, the marbling, the striations, the lines, the separation. So here's a, a good analogy of why you might want these different crystals or tools or rocks. Think of energy as like the cake batter where you don't necessarily want everything blended all the time. Maybe you want an energy that holds certain frequencies a little bit separate for layers or this out of the other. I mean, again, there's a thousand reasons why you might want that. Um, so that's why, again, when you start working with visualizations or thinking of things, again, cooking is easy crossover. Um, now with that whole marbling analogy, whatever it might also be called, um, you can get the visualization of why you maybe don't want one tool for all jobs. So maybe you don't want all the energies all the time just taken into a, 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 a virtual water bottle and shook up. Because maybe you do need the separations or layers for whatever reason. Because sometimes energies can build up when they go through layers. So um, just my bigger point is there's lots of uses and there's reasons for the the double terminated crystals and why you'd want some upside down, sideways and and there, there's always more to the story. So the more you can imagine or think about, well, now you've got more more options or ingredients to work with, too. Once you realize that, you know, you don't necessarily want just everything in a big blender turned on high. Exactly. But the thing of it is, is that you just have to get out of your own way and just sort of like imagine what, you're, what you think you're seeing. And that's why I always say, well, this is what I'm seeing, but it's my perception of it and you know everybody's got their own perception of energies because in all, all honesty sometimes you're, you're what you're doing with the crystal is something different than what I'm doing with the crystal yeah. you know um, but have fun with it go out and learn about these things um, 
Okay, so where would you like to go, Mark? Mark, are you still with us? I was going to say, Mark, yeah, did you have any questions? Do you want to jump into some of your topics, right. Mark? Um, no, we could keep going on, on the same thing. Uh, uh, what was I thinking? Oh, yeah, your, your re most recent interviews or any upcoming, I think that was mentioned in chat. Because um, I'm a pretty big fan of Grimerica. I check them um, a couple times a month. Uh, they always interview really good people. So uh, it's cool you're getting up there in the podcast world, you know. Yeah, they were a lot of they were a lot of fun. That that podcast just got I don't know published yesterday or something or other. We shared yeah like I said, we shared a link in uh, the the chat room and then on Facebook. Um, it's on the Mystical Wares group. I shared it there and then on our website. But yeah, those guys were a lot of fun. Um, Graham and, and Darren and we we talked about all sorts of things. And we even did a quick little reading. I <laughs> caught me off guard because I don't like doing that usually. Um, you know, during live broadcasts and shows because lots of places it can go but yeah we did a quick reading on those two and and had some fun so they were interesting i wasn't i wasn't aware of them and i believe it or not, i never had a chance even to this point to listen to any of their podcasts yet but i will be now that i've looked into some of their as mark just had mentioned there's a lot of great people they've interviewed on there and and lots of good information to uh, expand into so i'll be downloading a bunch of those podcasts and listening but yeah that was a lot of fun to do that show the other day yeah, I think one of the people they interviewed was Dean Radin, who had who who does this uh, um, uh, bridge between uh, magic and science. So his past couple of books, Supernormal, and um, I think it was called Real Magic. Uh, you know how how to uh, document and put put these things in a lab setting and have have some kind of measurability, and then. Uh, he was talking about his recent project using um, genetics, I think it was. I think I forget some kind of life extension thing, but it, it's a strange, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a bridge from uh, um, working on, on spirit science, if you will, bridging the two and then going into something like uh, the CRISPR genetic engineering for, for helping people out rather than, you know, the popular transhuman uh, um uses we hear about in um, a lot of the alternative uh, media. Um, yeah, so uh, great people can get an update on what you've been up to officially as we're going into the holiday season. So uh, we just had Halloween, and we're, I guess, in the midst of, um, what do you call it, Day of the Dead Festival, all, you know, post uh, All Souls Day. I, I don't know if you guys have any Cool Halloween stories, any psychic fairs that happened. I know there were some pictures posted in the Mystical Wares uh, and, and social media. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, because that's a couple of days ago. It seems like another lifetime now. We did. Yeah, this, this last weekend we did. We had a, a metaphysical slash psychic fair again here in store. We're bringing different vendors. We can get into some of those. But we also, and I forgot about it until you mentioned the pictures. Um, yeah, Jalissa and I were... We were invited. Well, we were sponsors. We were vendors. We were guests. We were apparently a lot of titles on that event. Um, at a local, we live in Skagit County is the name of the county. So there's a, a business organization here, not just the Chamber of Commerce, but other ones and groups and stuff. So long story short, we like to sponsor different people, be it a high school cheerleading squad and, and hook them up or somebody else or whatever. So it's another one of those instances. And they ended up having a, what they call it a warlocks and witches ball at a local, 
I don't know, it was a big restaurant, something or other. It was a combo place, but we, we were invited to go in there. We took our, um, I think he's about 50 pounds, that rose quartz crystal skull, um, and, and brought him or her in there on display and a bunch of other stuff. And just basically, we're, we're given again because we sponsored them uh, an opportunity to help promo and, and get our, our name out there and information. So a lot of Shanghai items. And again, it was witches and warlocks ball tied to the whole Halloween theme. So we brought a bunch of other crystal skulls and stuff like that too. And it was a lot of fun, a big hit, a couple photos taken um, and shared out there. So yeah, we had a good time. And then the fairs again happen for right now, every other weekend um, year round here in store where we have yesterday uh, or no, it was two days ago again, again now, everybody from astrologers to um, woodworkers uh, that are that are working in resin powders or resin with Shanghai powders, kind of not too dissimilar than we do um, on different items or lots of, of course, because we're like the Shanghai hub, um, not just up here, but in a lot of places, um, they, a lot of these vendors or or energy workers tend to use Shanghai a lot, and then they'll bring them into our different events and fairs. So a couple of new types of Shanghai shampoo made it in on this one. Um, Think about what else. There's always Shungite everywhere, and, and and I'll find it in new and unique uses too. That they'll they'll end up walking up. One of the vendors I'm talking about just walk up and say, "Hey, I've used it this way or or this one." I'm like, wow, what a great idea! I never thought about it. Um, so lots of that happened. It was fun. And then you got some events coming up uh, this month. I know, like Sunday, you got some kind of drum circle, and then uh, thermographic imaging in the middle of the month. True old minutes. Then I don't know if you wanna. Uh, Elaborate on those and and uh, yeah. any other upcoming stuff. I'm actually really glad you mentioned that to me because I have to watch my own event calendar. Yeah. I really do. I'm not. Yeah, because Julissa puts it up there for me. We all talk about it, but I forget. I have to go day by day. And yeah, we do another free. You know, we we loosely call it a drum circle. Um, it's not just drums. It's you know frequency devices, be it little rattles or sand shakers. Um, but yeah, a lot of drums. I, I picked up a bunch more of those, so we have them available. So for those locals that want to take part, yeah, we come in and we set up. We probably get 50 or 60 people, and we spread all the chairs out in the classroom. And literally, and now it's two circles. Often we have to start at two centrifugal circles, meaning expand it because it's just getting too big. And then yeah, they just. A, a drum circle, like you can imagine, we have a couple people come in, in this case, um, and we'll we'll alternate them out, but Lola Singer um, and then Aaliyah, Francesca as well, they'll come in and just kind of maybe, uh, maybe I, I guess, lead it and start the different drumming and frequencies and choose an intention. And it's just, it's really unique thing to take part of. Nancy, you've probably been in them before, I'm sure. Um, Mark, maybe you too, I don't know. But those things, when you get in those environments, you really feel effective. You know, you both have. So you really feel those frequencies and energies. Um, it's not just a drum circle, but any larger gathering like that. So we do have those. Um, and this one, again, like Mark mentioned, is Sunday. But what I'm actually interested in is the, the next one, as I scroll down here, on the 17th of November, that uh, thermographic imaging with, um, again, Skagit Thermography. And Skagit is, again, our county. But we have a doctor that's going to come in and with the whole thermal imaging device. And um, what we're going to do is so FLIR, and I have a my own, it's called forward looking infrared radar. Just a long story short, you can see heat. And I have my own device as well. So what we do is we're going to put some people, um, volunteers, up. And if 
they have energy issues, maybe a physical ailment, and we'll be able to see it with these devices. And then I'll look at it myself as well um, with my perception levels. And then let's fling some love energy at it and actually see it change in real time on these FLIR or heat sensing devices. And we'll actually see spots heating up. So if I'm holding my hand near someone and not touching, because we're not trying to transfer physical heat here, etheric or love energy, you'll see it on these devices too. So that's what we're going to be doing um, in person. And we'll see how much we can get on recording on how that all happens. But it's, it's a good way to tie in and show everybody, hey, this is all legit. Um, your intentions matter. Your thoughts matter. Because look, here's this device that you know, even firemen and different ones use to find just say hot spots in your house or something like that. There's lots of uses for these things. I use them in the military. Have you used um, uh, Have you used them to? Um, because we did thermography uh, tests with the shungite and the phones, the <laughs> shungite stickers on the phones, and it was unbelievably demonstrative that the phones were hurting people, and that was because the energy off the phone was rotating in a way opposite with the way your cells are. And so it's there's friction, and friction causes heat. So if you've got the phone in your hand, your hand would go from green to red, um, but you're also up against your head, you know. And uh, <clears throat> interestingly, you would get um, residual readings even when the shungite was on it, because when the shungite was on it, you got nowhere near that kind of red. But in the ear area, you would... And um, what was the other one? It was more, oh yeah, in the teeth. And I think that what happens is that the uh, rotation of the toxic signal is causing a heat up of metal, because in your teeth you undoubtedly have some kind of a metal, either a filling or something in there. And the other in your ears, you get a buildup of uh, heavy metals. And so I think that that you know that's the difference, but. Are you going to be able to take those kind of pictures to, you know, just redo what we did to see if you get it too? Uh, well, we're going to sure try, and we'll see. I've got a, I don't know, I think 110 inch, so a massive high def TV in here. We're going to hook some of these devices up to, um, which is kind of similar. We're going to do with the microscope as well when we get more into the uh, graphene oxide imagery. So then you can see things. You need a whole lot bigger. I'm finding out. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. Um, because all your people probably have stickers on their phones, you're not going to find a. You're not going to find a phone that's going to give you the original reading, of bad. Because even oh. you know, even if you've got a room and somebody in the room doesn't have a sticker on it, it's probably going to be attenuated anyway, because there's so much shungite energy around you. Because these things are. When you're dealing with electromagnetic energy, it doesn't take much to make an alteration in the in the change, i.e., the rotation of the signal. That's why we're not measuring; we're perceiving. So all we need to see is that you can see it and see a change, and not focus so much on the what is changing or how. You know, it's more shown that it's something that can be changed. So yeah, yeah no, that that's no problem. So there's still lots to perceive. No problem there. And I've got the once I can figure it out because I've got the I stumbled across my whole Carillion photography setup uh, again the other day, and I'm like, well, let's get this thing out and play some more. And, and I did it with Shungite and Cosmic Silver and got all kinds of cool stuff. But it's one of those things, again, that's hard to share because you have to be in a 
literally a completely dark room to do these things. And then you're, I'm not going to get all the specifics of it, but you're electrifying all sorts of stuff. And it's, it's, it's dangerous for one thing. Yeah, I mean, a lot going on. <laughs> you don't want to be in a totally dark room because no. you might electrocute yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah, and you have to watch where you literally watch where you're standing, what you're holding. Don't touch certain uh, things because you're part of it. And yeah, so um, I don't. Know, I'll, I'll try and figure that out some more and, and see if we can't share that some more as well. <laughs> oh my goodness! But, yeah, no, I appreciate that, Mark. Yeah, we were, we got a lot going on. Yeah, you know how um, uh, what do you call it? The the end of the year always seems to speed through, and then I don't know where it starts, uh, September or something like that with the equinox or or Halloween. But it just you know with the holidays, it it just you know goes goes by fast. And um, oh, so uh, since Nancy was talking about the the thermography and and shungite, so um. I was doing a kind of, uh, you know, you have these these fairs, or um, here we have a lot of the um, Frankenshot mandate protests and rallies, and um, it's every week for sure and increasing. Uh, so, you know, with with a lot of this vibe tribe thing going on, and and uh, there's more networking and decentralizing. So um, I always order extra. Um, uh, cards from Derek. So he has um, different kinds of business cards. Um, I, I consider it like a Shanghai outreach or, or almost like a missionary thing. Um, so uh, Derek has the business card of the um, the thermography of you know the the, the Shanghai and cell phone thing before and after, and then you got Derek's own you know with his face and then um, uh, with the website, and then there's the uh, Shanghai bees um, card. Is really informative and colorful. Uh, I think there was a co- there was a cosmic reality one too. So it's kind of neat that you can order that from from mystical wares, and then as you're talking to people, they have something to take home physical. Since everything's so digital now, analog has a lot more uh, meaning and, and and power to it. Uh, so people can check that out during, you know, because we have um, Thanksgiving coming up, and of course the other holidays. So just something to think about. Uh, and then especially with, I think, supposedly people are, are becoming more, um, I was going to use a radiant, but the radiation from 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 these uh, shots, the, the the changes people are going through. And I don't know if, uh, if, if Derek has seen. So I, I tried to do the thing with Bluetooth, and then supposedly you pick, you pick up um, some kind of uh, uh, the radiation from them, but I haven't been able to do that or, or, or see that. Um, apparently, uh, there, there's a really good um, website called The Exposé from, from the United Kingdom that kind of went viral with a thing where just, um, i, I got to read the headline later, but just 5% of the vials um, given out here in, in the States caused, you know, 100% of the deaths. And what they did was they put through the different lot numbers, they were able to almost um, they were able to see which lot numbers were the ones that caused you know the most deaths. You know, and, and um, so Dr. Jane Ruby had had pointed it out. Anyway, I'll probably read the headline later, but I don't know if Derek uh, or if, if you've seen or noticed that when you're doing your uh, sessions intuitive work, if people have have are glowing a kind of radiation or different kind of thing. 
I know previous shows you've talked about that, but um, specifically on that, and then if you've given them a Shungai, what, how did the Shungai to biocompatibilize or get them more aligned to to the more human side rather than you know the the recent changes? Sure. When I've interacted with people that have gotten the, we'll just say the vaccine, yeah, uh, the their outer, their lower chakras weaken, and their outer aura layer is a little more permeable, and that's not in a good way. So often, some people that have not um, gotten the vaccine will get the vaccine-like symptoms from being around them, and I think that's it's a whole planned thing. Like, there's no way it was a, uh, so far as my opinion, it wasn't a mistake. It was intentional. They, their energy workers, I didn't say good ones, but energy workers also developing these things, doing this. They know what they're doing. It's not, oh, it randomly affected the energetically here. No. The, the ones that think they're in charge are very aware of all the energy aspects, which is why this all popped off during certain cycles, we'll say. Um, and there's many, many cycles that happen on top of each other, not just solar ones, but others. And that's they're taking advantage of the greater environment where everybody was going to be in a, um, a more compromised or challenged state already to run with the virus drama and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it does have an effect. And then Shungite, basically when I, as I have it, wear it and recommend it to others, it, long story short, it moves energy so that you heal yourself. It becomes more cohesive. It's like uh, walking around in, unzipped or unclothed uh, or unpulled closed jackets or something like that and it's all disheveled so it's not working your energy layer or it's not working as well as it could be shungite moves it all so again kind of a, it's a weird analogy but it, it adjusts your clothes so it's it's more um succinct with you um maybe you can think of it as then you can hold those pockets of warm air and stay warm now so if you think like commercial divers or scuba divers that's what a wetsuit's about it's not about keeping you um dry it's actually and the same thing with your aura and shungai it's not about keeping you separate from all the energies it's making the energies that are closer to you comfortable so in the wetsuit analogy i'm talking about you don't keep water out of a wetsuit and or energy off of you by wearing shungai in that what it does is keeps the energy or water in the wetsuit analogy close to you it heats up from your body so now it's in alignment with you so it helps you affect the energy layers that are around you so shungai I know it's a tough tie here, but it affects those closer up energies around you. I, we like to use the term cohesive or in alignment with you, um, but warm, comfortable energies around you. And then you're going to be less to tend to get sick or ill or, you know, out of alignment, things like that. Um, so I definitely suggest people wear Shanghai um, across the board. And I'll usually kind of jot my arm out. I'm like, hey, look, so if I'm talking to a customer here in the store, I'll say, well, here's an example I own this place and there's how many types of crystals and rocks and gems and I'm wearing Shungite. That should probably tell you something. And I'll go from there and show them. And, but that, that's just another way of looking at it again. Uh, it affects the energies closer to you. So they're more uh, in alignment with you or comfortable. Yeah. Cause um, one of the people I like to regularly listen to in podcast is uh, Celeste Solom and, and she goes into deep detail about these, uh, silent weapons for quiet wars and um, invisible things that are going on around us and so uh, she's one, been one of the more uh, pronounced as far as the um, soft robotic insertion where uh, even in, in the um, what do you call it the global uh, documents that they want to 
basically cavitate a human like a fish using these these different devices. But um, despite you know nano being everywhere, uh, a lot of targeted individuals and especially those in truth media know that they don't need to 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 um, put people put these things inside people because even with with satellites they can just or even you know DWs you can use those to um, hit people with whatever frequencies you want. So I think it's just more of a reason to um, add different layers, not just Shungite, but okay, what else do you have in the store? And listening to your your uh, interviews, podcast, and uh, the etheric armor, and I don't know if um, that would have been a good thing before Halloween, but uh, it's also a good refresher. How how do we make an etheric armor for ourselves on the spot? Okay, uh, before we, we before right? we're at the top of the hour, actually oh, we're yeah. over. So <clears throat> when we come back, Derek will talk about the uh, the armor because everybody should armor up. And uh, this is Craig Stewart, Shanghai, We the People.
And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It is November 2nd, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condon and Mark Joseph. You guys back? Hello? I am. Okay. Yes. Okay. Talking with me, buddy. All right. Derek, you just got asked the question. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about um, armor. In fact, we uh, etheric armor and and different ways of doing it because it's not and we're, we're talking about ways of course to affect yourself energetically and, and we usually you know a, again call it the etheric armor or um soccer ball of love sort of thing but also i want to kind of expand a little bit on that because it's not just a a container and i don't know if you guys want me to go through the whole spiel of it or not but i can get to the gist of it um as far as using that c60 molecule or soccer ball shape um, seeing it as an energy container filled with love. And then long story short, the end result of what you want already manifested inside just with your imagination. So not healing, but healed or not upset, but happy, you know, whatever the deal is, because um, it's not just for individuals or humans. Um, what I want to tie it into is your little bag of candy. So let's say you went out there uh, trick or treating during Halloween or um, you, you went with some kids or whatever the deal is, or you just stayed at home and you were handing out candy <clears throat> or something like that. Well, why can't you use that same imaginary energy container? And you can, of course, and affect that bowl of whatever, M&M's, candy. And so that's, again, just tying your imagination into that, your focus, your intentions, and then literally seeing that candy in that container of love, um, that soccer ball shape. And what you're doing is, and then your overall intention, and by the way, there's not a set word you have to say on this, because again, like I keep saying, it's your intentions, your, your feelings, your thoughts, all grouped together can be termed your intentions. So if you're intending by you're taking those few seconds or moments of your life to sit there and just focus on that candy bowl of love. Um, and again, it's not a big meditation moment. It's just a thought process. You are going to have an effect. It's just, it, they've done scientific studies. I don't care if it's a glass of water that they're calling homeopathy when you're loving it by using your intentions or writing the word love or something or a big vegan salad or a steak in front of you either way it has been shown not just scientifically but metaphysically which is more important from my perspective um because that encompasses you know the other 90 percent of this universe that's not physical it has been shown to have an effect again on that cup of water that sandwich that vegan salad i don't care what it is or the bowl of halloween candy so uh, I'll just be kind of my blunt self, sit down, relax, look at that candy, decide, well, I don't want any of the bad stuff. And yeah, you can say bad stuff because it, it ties into your intention um, to hurt anyone or cause any harm. So long story short, that candy, when it gets eaten, if there's something good in it and can be of use energetically, well, then the, the biome, your energy body will take advantage of that. And if it's out of alignment or not a biocompatible frequency or energy in that little chocolate bar or whatever the heck is in there well then it's going to stay out of alignment and basically pass through you which is the exact same thing that happens to water so because our water goes through mechanical pumps and switches and pipes at 45 degree turns it's like shaking up that puzzle of energy and so when you drink it your body doesn't and i'm still talking about that water that cup of water let's say and it does tie into the candy your body doesn't see it as that so that's why it is important to say, well, I love you, water, or again, homeopathy, write something on there, have a design, whatever, structure it, 
so that when you do consume it, be it water or candy or whatever, it is in alignment with you as an individual. And then your body sees it as water. So now, again, keep into the water one because it's easy. When you drink that cup of water that was all disrupted molecularly by the molecules getting out of alignment, still looks like water, but not on the energy level. So your body sees it when it gets in your tummy. Well, that does not look like a... Uh, a puzzle of water. So we're going to purge it out and you're going to absorb maybe 10% excrete 90. Love that water. It takes two seconds, put it in, drink it. And then it's going to be in alignment with you. And those numbers reverse. You keep about 90% and you excrete 10. So th that's one of the reasons almost everybody in America is dehydrated to one degree or another um, because we're drinking just not as living water as could be. I don't want to go so far as to say every drop of water in this U.S. is dead water. No, um, but have an effect on it. So it, and it does happen very quickly. So just think homeopathy. Don't just leave your understanding to liquid um, or waters or fluids, but bring it into uh, foods. Uh, and then you can have a huge effect on it. And that's why I wanted to talk to you just real quickly about all the, the candies and different things you can do. So, yeah, check your candy for open wrappers, just setting the 3D stuff but energetically too. Um, love it. Appreciate it kind of thing. And then, and then you have a, a larger effect on it energetically. So it's probably a good idea. Yeah. With, uh, uh and some, some spaces and places that there's more of a division the dividing line happening with low frequency, high frequency. And this will be a good way to, as you walk the world, um, you know, not only having a, um, a different presence around people of varying, you know, energies, but it also helps to realign them too. And then you should have that Shungat layer also. Um, and then, you know, cause we have uh, people traveling for the holidays coming up Then you got the end, end of the month. Uh, and then of course the, the shopping thing happens. So yeah, it, it's like just being who you are um, can, can help people without you, efforting and, and that's uh some key principles in magic also so that's good um people can you know prep themselves for the day before it all starts so just have the the rippling effect um let me see what else was I gonna that's talk a, actually great if, if i yeah. can play off that for just a second mark um, yeah yeah because that, i like to and if i i term it this way it kind of is an easier way to to sit home because here in I, we, again we've talked about this i can say that a lot um 90% of this reality is your imagination and feelings, 10% physical. So we all take our baths and showers every day, every other day, something like that for the physical stuff that gets on us. So that's your, your hygiene. Well, we're not taught about etheric hygiene, the 90%. So we've all been ignoring the 90%, the invisible stuff. It all matters. We all know our thoughts and feelings matter. So we just need to keep that understanding expanded into the, what I just, again, loosely call etheric and know that we need to do etheric hygiene. That's way more, in fact, hint, hint, 90%, and I'm just going to have fun with it, percent more important than your physical hygiene. So, of course, take your bath or shower every day for the physical stuff, but if you only have time for one, you know, do your etheric hygiene, your armoring process, remove those excess and overage energies from around you, and that's one way, is again, that soccer ball of love in your heart already, 
expanding out until it's around you. And it takes two seconds. It just happens immediately. Again, it's your imagination level. I mean, as it's doing that, again, accessing overage, you're not having to decide, oh, this energy number, this, that, or color, blah, blah, blah. I want, nope, whatever's excess or overage for me now, that is it. All the more effort you have to put at it is gone. And then do your imagination part. And that can be termed loosely your etheric hygiene. And by the way, if you're out getting dirty all day, working in a tough, you know, dirty job, well, who says you can only, you have to wait to take a, a physical shower once a day or etheric one? You don't. So when you find yourself in a, a compromised state, heavy energy environment, or in those thoughts of depressions, anxieties, you know, those terms we use down here, do another etheric armoring or your etheric hygiene. It takes two seconds. Imagine that soccer ball of love again. You've just grounded or cleared yourself. And by the way, do it 100 times a day if you need to, because sometimes those days happen. Um, and then don't limit your, your imaginary volume, because by the way, you don't just fit in this little soccer ball of love. Your car does. Your house does. Your grocery store before you go there. So just get creative um, and, and use your etheric hygiene um, often. And then you'll get through this reality a whole lot smoother without all that muck on you all the time. You won't fall into those depression energies or thoughts and feelings as easily. So just something to think about. Yeah. Um, I, I want to try to find the, the exact quote, but uh, Gene Decode um, in his former membership subscription, he had, uh, he called, um, I think it was C60, that the shape, he gave it another name. Uh, he called it the throne of God as it's the universal building block of the universe. You know, of, the, of the universe. So um, I also had this dream a while ago of, of uh, being being inside it. And then that the angles and spaces uh, in, inside inside the shape are like different windows and, and portals to power. So I forget, but if that was before or after the, the Stanford Hospital, I know we talked about it before, that they have this insanely huge sculpture of, of the C60 molecule um, in front of the hospital. So people can check out the, the documentary on that sculpture, even, even the description of it, but that, that helps to, um, if people have issues, what do you call it, imagining it or seeing how it could be applied. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, a, a helpful, um, where, where's framework. that again? What, 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 what was the location of it in Seattle? Uh, Stanford Hospital in Palo Alto. Stanford Hospital. Yeah. That's like a half hour from wh where I live. So, not that far. I know I got a picture of it somewhere. <laughs> I try to get it up in chat. Because it's pretty amazing. Yeah, they made at night is pretty cool. Uh, they made it glow purple and, and uh, I guess different, different lights. So if people want to actually that'd be a good meeting point for I should recommend that um, I have, I'm in some of the freedom groups in Telegram. That'd be a good place to meet and, and uh, maybe do some stuff, <clears throat> uh, biohacking and things like that. Um, I guess I want to get into I, well, but I guess before that. But um, so you were talking about the thermography uh, and, and, and it's multi, you know, it, it, it's multitudinal uses. Um, I know before on the show we talked about the life force meter, and then there was some aura photography thing in in the shot there. So, what are the other measuring devices in in um 
uh, Mystical Wears HQ, and like any kind of noteworthy updates with that uh, findings or, or or playing around with it. Actually, yeah, I have a friend of mine, so Ty L, who was just a guest of ours here recently, um, and he's an energy worker slash healer as well. Um, we had a metaphysical perspectives, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or so. Um, and that, that if for those interested, it could be found um, and or will be soon if I haven't gotten up there yet on the Metaphysical Perspectives podcast um, channel on YouTube. Um, but we'll have that interview on there if you, if you haven't heard it. But yeah, the experimental energy device is one that we've been playing with, which um, picks up, it, as far as I know, it's the only physical device that's been created yet that will actually pick up on um, orgone energy, the invisible energy. So you can focus your intentions at it, hold different rocks, minerals, trinkets near it and, and get a, an actual energy response. So um, no real, you know, concrete results to kind of put out online other than we're, we're using, and that's just one of a few devices we're using, even that, that we talked about earlier, the Carillion photography device, that's a, an energy device as well that gives you a way of visually seeing it where in the experimental energy device I was just referencing, there's a little, a meter or a gauge, a dial that you can see, actually a swing arm that you can hold um, a high energy rock again, crystal, whatever near, and, and just see it different um, on the on the meter. And then you can charge it with your intentions and hold it there and see how it's maybe been affected um, or not. So yeah, we're, we're doing all sorts of things. And a lot of this I'll try and get on camera. And even more with the high def video microscope, I have some notes here next to me. Um, where people have given me suggestions, not just with the graphene oxide, but other stuff. Um, but on the graphene oxide aspect, uh, I was told gold repels it and garlic and different things. So I'm like, I didn't know about that. So I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to get some gold and garlic and put some graphene oxide on there and video record it and see what happens. Um, so we will be doing different things like that as well. Um, trying to think of what other maybe what I like to call toys I've, I have around here we're playing with. Tumblers, even the rock tumblers are energy devices because it depends on the tumbling medium. Of course, many people know we have one of the polished rock tumblers filled with just hundreds and hundreds of little silver bars as the tumbling medium, and that's how we make the cosmic silver shungite. But even that device, and we haven't talked about it, spinning in the on the opposite wall of Jalissa, of, um, my office here, while that's running, the energy and power that comes off of that that I felt during sessions is just mind-blowing crazy. In fact, I have to kind of be leery of it. Because the tumbler runs for three days total. Um, it's just a three-day tumbling process to, to get the gold to um, transfer onto the Shungite. So, but that's a device in itself as well. And because I don't announce it because it's in a hidden room back there where people don't know I'm using the tumbler. But they sure feel it when they're in the, um, the greater building, Mystical Wares here. So sometimes there's stuff going on that people are aware of. Sometimes they don't. Even the, the two large copper pyramids that are six and a half feet long pieces when they're stood up, they're around five foot or so because of the angle, but they're that large of pyramids that you can sit in under here a hundred percent of the time. Uh, again, we'll just loosely call them the, the Giza pyramid and the Russian one. So think the tall and short squatty ones. We have both of them here available all the time for free and they get used on a daily basis. Um, and those are energy devices. So they're kind of like etheric energy fans within mystical wares not pre-programming anything but continually moving the etheric and orgone energies in the environment um so it's it, really the whole building once you before you even approach it you start feeling the devices or the energies being if they're excess and overage 
taken off of you. So the, the subtle whooshes before you even enter the, the door of Mystical Wares. Um, that's also a, an example that mullen plants that we had talked about before. It's literally right outside the front door entrance. So when they people open the door to come and go, all that energy literally, and yes, it does flow out the front door on some levels, hits that plant to where the other one that was, there's another plant, similar, exact same type, genetics, everything. Um, I don't know, 20 feet down the walkway to the side of the building, not near the entrance, but off to the side, that's a tenth the size, I would say. And it's the same genetics, same same person, same everything. Um, and that's that's the differences in it. So there's the, the working of energy is is easy to feel around here. We can put it that way. Great, thank thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so there was a thing with solar flares. I think last week. Is there any anything noteworthy from that you noticed, Derek? Other than what you already mentioned, uh, some people are making a big to do about it, especially with, with Halloween and, and things like that. I didn't really notice too much. Oh yeah, yeah. The solar flares. I, I pay attention to those too, and luckily, I've, again, actually, that same individual, Ty L, a friend of mine, pays has a little more time to pay attention to those. And there's there's alerts online, so there's actually websites, and I don't have it right now, but you can Google it, look it up, someone, um, and see. But there are alerts where you can get to the solar um, weather cycle, but of course, hugely affects us, and um, not just metaphysically, but physically. It does. So it, it's, um, again, your environment, it's like cooking in a overheated kitchen. Well, that's going to affect everything you're doing. All the, all the stuff you're cooking in that cooking analogy, um, makes a difference. So if you're flinging energies and you're an energy worker and you're heightened times of solar flares, well, you might, I would just say, I'd suggest you be aware of that because you don't want to, I don't know, splash too much energies It just again be aware of your environment and then you don't have to go well then i need to push energy 4.7 percent no you just need to realize okay i'm in a heightened energy environment i want this energy to be best now so you don't have to go ocd specific is what i'm saying so it's not like there's years of training on these frequencies or solar flare m class that or c class you don't have to even have to educate yourself on all that but be aware that during these solar cycles there are heightened energies and just have that part of your thought process, again, not to the nth degree to where it's a math problem, but go, oh, there's a lot going on now. I only want what's best for me. So then you're not like cannonballing in a swimming pool next to somebody who's trying to stay dry. You're maybe just spritzing them to cool them off or something. You know, it's a weird analogy. But it's something to be to think about, um, the, the greater energies. And they definitely affect us. Um, they can't not, the different solar cycles and whatnot. Physically, too. So, yeah. Everybody, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're all aware of that. Physically, I mean, because you're not separate energetically from physically. It's all combined. So, um, yeah, it definitely has an effect on that, too. Um, uh, for everybody different. So I can't even come in and say, hey, don't do this, or I suggest that during solar cycles, because everybody's unique. So that's stay etherically armored, and then you're choosing to kind of own your energy environment. So then those things won't affect you. I'd get basically head jabs from solar flares. I'd straight up feel them in my brain. It felt like an ice pick, like sticking an ice pick and they're turning it. Imagine, don't imagine too hard, but that's a very painful thing. And that's what they used to do to me until I realized, well, why? I don't, I don't have patience for that. I'm not going to have that happen. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to imagine and feel this soccer ball of love around me armor and decide 
that I only want what's best for me and or to taper it down. And then guess what happened? Exactly that. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I, I think um, when I move to something else, uh, I think in Cosmic Reality, Nancy had a guest on for a, a while ago. Um, was it Peter Moon? I don't know if you guys are familiar with his work. Um, I just bought, bought a, a book uh, called The Etheric Crystal by Radu Sinemar. He's translated a bunch of his books, Transylvanian Sunrise and Moonrise, about the Romanian Sphinx and like the different things up there. Uh, and then um, Project Kama was posting this this essay and quotes from the book about, about uh, etheric influence over artificial intelligence. But it, it was just some quotes from the book that kind of relates to what we've been talking about here. Um, <clears throat> so one of the quotes on, on Telegram, she posted... Uh, the problem in the macro world is an extension of the micro world. Your scientists still follow the idea of a perfect circle and the perfect sphere because their conception of the basis of quantum mechanics is still too materialistic. It starts from the premise that there's matter and energy, even if a greater number of physicists suspect that the essence of everything that exists is only energy. If the calculations were made on the assumption of the existence of energy and scientists finally understood that matter is only a local concentration of vibrations, then it would be acknowledged that the hypothesis of the perfect circle or the perfect sphere no longer makes sense. So I thought that was a cool uh, way of interpreting, especially from there, uh, a lot of mystery. So uh, uh, I just ordered the book. because I, I don't know. A lot of the local books, bookstores, nobody has it locally. So um, I've always, and I have a couple of their books um, it's the last book of the series of uh, the different tunnels um, going to like from the Vatican to Jerusalem to so <clears throat> um, yeah just some I don't well, know if Nancy you want to uh, yeah Mark up. I think that when we last talked to Peter that he was on his way back so this must yeah. be the book because it was a while ago um, mm -hmm. that's fascinating what's the name of it The Etheric Crystal by Radu Sinemar the etheric crystal. Yeah. And the name again, spell it out for people, please. The the author, um, R-A-D-U-C-I-N-A-M-A-R. -A -A um, yeah, uh, Gary Casti was posting a bunch of the quotes from, from the book in relation to how the uh, ether, etheric influence over AI, and uh, it was a cool how the, you can kind of bridge the two, and it does relate to, you know, the, the C60 thing we're talking about, and, and Sam in, in, in chat, <clears throat> so a uh, good essay that, that uh, Kerry wrote. Um, Thank you, Derek. Derek put, yeah, the, yeah. put it in the uh, chat Amazon, room. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, wanted to also reference back to last week's Cosmic Reality show, uh, because Walt was talking about this Brazilian 2011 film called No Solar. So it's N-O-S-S-O -S -S space L-A-R. So we're just going to read the... Um, if you put that on YouTube, it'll come up. A really cool preview. Uh, I'll read the description here. Life after death is the main theme in this drama about the process of transformation of a man during his surprising and enlightening experiences in the spiritual dimension. With magnificent art direction and special effects that have never been seen before in a Brazilian production, the film brings to the screen the most important work by Brazilian medium Chico Javier, who, through the account of the spirit of, of Dr. Andrew Luiz, describes in detail <clears throat> what life is like. The English uh, 
title is Astral City, A Spiritual Journey. And so it looks like, um, from what I remember watching the preview quickly, was someone passes away and they go to this, um, you know, like a paradise with everybody dressed in white and then having interactions and changes and networking, working together. So looking forward to seeing that film. Um, and then wanted to recommend the Say What show from Saturday for everybody to listen to because Yasmin and um, her husband were guests there for the whole show. And it was really cool to hear about the Shungite Cloudbuster that, of course, Walt created. And we have in the um, chat room and uh, what do you call it? The graphics. You have the four, Minnesota, Massachusetts, California, Florida. There's actually a fifth one in Southern California. So um, I think that's what had helped the oil spill down there. So the Say What Show was talking about that. So as we're growing with with working with um, Mother Earth and uh, um, the the cloud Shanghai Cloudbusters, um, we're seeing what what are the next steps that we can do. So the oil spill in in Southern California that that had made headlines um, that people had were able to go to the beach sooner than later. Uh, you know, soon after that happened. And so, and then recently, I think within the past two weeks, there was like the biggest uh, rainstorm up north here, um, Northern California, since like the 1800s. And and whatever drought issues there were was fixed within 24 hours. That's what they were calling it a bomb cyclone on, in um, the headlines last week. So, yeah, people can hear the details of that um, up in Mount Shasta and, of course, putting out all the fires and the fire season being officially gone and then pretty much the, 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 um, the, the dam up there in North, North Sacramento being filled in 24 hours. And, uh, I, I like the term that, 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 um, Yasmin's husband called it a, a flush. Cause that's what I wanted to do was, um, you know, that, that we, we get this whole thing that we're in biblical times and, uh, it, it did feel like Noah's flood for a little bit in some parts here. And, and, um, I think with this weather thing that it, it's like clearing out Sodom and Gomorrah almost with California being, being an example of how how not to become. Um, I mean, they're closing a bunch of Walgreens here in, in San Francisco and then reducing hours in, uh, I think, one of the grocery stores. So uh, just a lot more drama here. Um, I don't know, Nancy, did I miss anything? Oh, yeah, you, you mentioned in Walt, too, because he was on, on, on Say What, that uh, Shungite has that the next level to become a free energy device. So I don't know if you can go into that uh, of Walt did with, um, you know, access to the quantum field and electricity coming out from just with, with the, the magnets. Well, the, um, the energy thing is basically what he talked about last when he was on say what last week, it's using magnets and shungite to create an electric current. And you know, the, that when we were talking about it, it was like the the thing again about shungite is that it's taught us so much about enterology, and now we can feel it. You know, it's it's taking us to another level of understanding. In particular, the eagle system, and um, on top of that, we have the uh, you know the concept of Jesus. Just lost my thought because I went see the key the key to the eagle system 
is the nectar. Because nectar was a energy that was a combination of many, many different minerals in different forms that I was guided to mix in a gallon of water. And basically, it was just putting energies into a, you know, opened up a fresh gallon of water, put it outside, put the energies in it as I was being directed to do. And when the end result came out, it was, um, you'd spray it and it would just make everybody very happy. It was, it was like pixie dust in liquid form and a lot of other things. I mean, everything that, that I know about shungite, I saw within, in, in slightly different ways in the nectar. And that was back in 92, 1992. The gallon of water is in a glass jar now, sitting in front of me. So it's been there for, what, 20-some years almost, and um, it still looks pristine. And the charge is still in it. So, But we also had a way of transferring that charge to talcum powder. And the reason talcum powder... I didn't know it at the time. I, this is my thinking why they, I was directed to use the talcum powder was because at the molecular level, a talcum powder is like a double tetrahedon with the bases attached. Very powerful uh, geometric uh, figure. So it acts like a battery and it holds whatever charge. I mean, it really locks it in. So we have all this talcum powder. Uh, and I didn't even know I had it. <laughs> I was cleaning out a cupboard, and I found this large supply of it, and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I I just didn't even remember that it was there. So I sent half of it to uh, Walt, and Walt's been putting the nectar in these particular four that I'm talking about. I'm not sure that the California, the, in Southern California, actually has a nectar, but it doesn't matter. Because any energy device that you want can essentially draw on this map. It's, it's, it's almost like you got a server computer, a big computer that can hold all sorts of energy and all sorts of information. And you as a PC, personal computer, you have a little energy device. You can access into this thing. Now, I can't exactly tell you all the ups and downs of what we're doing here. We're learning. Because what Shungite does is teach us, and now it's taking it to another level. The fact that there was an oil spill, we directed the uh, the Eagle system to clear it, and it cleared like within 24, 48 hours. They couldn't find any toxicity in the water at all. Um, so what happened with this storm thing is that and we talk about it in detail in, in the Say What show. You can find it on the archives or in the podcast. But what, what we found out was that if we, if you if you tie into these systems and you're putting in intentions, and the system, you're compatible with the system. I don't believe that some, well, first off, Shanghai won't respond to people that don't have a, I, my personal belief is that it's a specific frequency that your heart puts out. And if it's the on switch. If you're not working with Shungite and you don't have that on switch, you can't make it do all the magic it does. You can make it do certain things. I mean, it does certain things, whether anybody's got any intention in it at all. But the true ability to manifest and to have a control through 
working with shungite because of the natural energies it affords us. It's like taking a, a power drill instead of, you know, a saw, I mean a, a hand drill, to, to do something. It's a tool. But it's, at the same time, it's teaching us about how it works and how we can ask it to work. So when Mark got the... He, Mark was the one that bought the one that Yasmin eventually gets. He was very concerned about the the farmers. He wanted he wanted rain for, to get the the fires out, but he also was told me a number of times, you know, he wanted water for the farms. And he gives the uh, the, the California Eagle to Yasmin because he didn't. Mark didn't realize you have to have a place where you can put it safely outside that it can connect with the earth and the sky. And so Yasmin ended up being the person who you know, gratefully and graciously took the that particular eagle and put it on her property where she could give it the correct um, environment to work correctly. And so she gets involved in it, and she is working on getting the fires out. And sure enough, as soon as it gets hooked up, because as soon as, as, soon as it was placed, it connected with the, the three others that are out there that have the nectar in them. Boom, boom, boom. You know, they were all, like, together. Why? Because... The, you got a specific type, a nectar. The nectar energy is what made those things come together so quickly, you know, because it's resonating. There's no place in space. There's no time. You know, this is all happening simultaneously. Yes, I know, get over it. It's an energy universe. But so we, we get this, and, and sure enough, the fires start going out and stuff. But then there was her husband, Bob. <laughs> and Bob is... Uh, he fascinates me because he has a deep, deep experiential base and that he's done a lot of experiments and a lot of living with the concept of living with nature. And so I, I just enjoy him. But he, knowing what he knows about everything out there in regarding the ecology, he wanted to have what he called a flush we need to take the rain and just flush out the air and flush out the, the the drainage systems so that they can flow right. And I mean, he was into this flush thing. So what happened is they get this huge storm that they named it a bomb cyclone. It's not like it hasn't happened before, apparently, according to Bob. Uh, warm air takes moisture over Hawaii and brings it up through the Pacific to hit the California area. But in 24 hours, it's just like Mark said, you know, reservoirs were filled up. Reservoirs that had been, you know, I think, Mark, you can correct me, but it's almost 10 years, isn't it, that California's been in this drought? Or is it less than that? Feels like feels like that. <laughs> that's, yeah, what I, that's what I'm thinking. Am I only feeling that, or is that, you know, a, a realistic number? Um, yeah. So... What we're doing now is that we're kind of contemplating, you know, what what do we what do we do now? Um, one of the things that the system is doing is um, because of this neighborhood thing I have with the politics, you know, and doing this is that yes, I I told my eagle, please, you know, get yourself take this area that we're talking about and. Um, you know, make people wake up. Just to this one issue, I'm not asking them to, you know, they can still be sleepwalking, but to this issue, let's just see, you know, how 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 much how many people can we, we get to wake up? 
and um, it probably connected to everything else because now you got Virginia's waking up. I mean, I don't know what their numbers are, but um, you know, for the gov- governor governor's race because that that's very critical as far as indicating, you know, is the American people waking up? Are they taking over again? And um, you know, why not tell the eagle system? Look at just you know, <laughs> shout shout in their ears, wake up. Wake up, <laughs> you know, whatever you'd have to do to just wake people up, you know, in, in, in a gentle way. We don't want to, you know, and, and get people to start feeling their hearts. Because when you when you really look at this thing, it is a spiritual battle. And the greatest gift that, that Shungite has given me personally is it gave... Me the situation where we could level the playing field, because Shungite does so many things to alter the electromagnetic environment that we actually all are in. Uh, You're wearing Shungite, you're drinking Shungite water, your pineal gland is getting cleared of the fluorine gunk and other gunks, heavy metal gunks that are keeping the crystals in your pineal gland from from vibrating and therefore acting like a, a, a crystal radio. <clears throat> okay, so it, it'll clear your pineal gland. It allows you to become balanced and stable. Even if you get hit with something, you know, it, it it's going to want to stabilize you again. It clears your mind. It, it takes a lot of toxins out of your body. It helps you, you know, become a healthier person. This is what Shungai really gave us, was the the ability to exist in a very polluted environment like little bubbles of of protection like the god god's armor you know but in the form of a shungite field and um it definitely some god sent the shungite because it came from outer space and landed in russia well finland at the time well no neither of those at the time because they didn't even exist <laughs> anyway i'm babbling what next? Um, so I just saw the... Let me get to my notes here. Well, I want you to talk about the Dune movie. What, what What's that about? Yeah, that, that was the next topic here. So um, I haven't read the books, and it's been a while since I've seen the original 1984 movie uh, <clears throat> from David Lynch. So I guess in, in preparation for the new movie, which came out, I think, uh, a week ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I they they um the 1984 movie they they're reselling it in a kind of steel book and different format packages in in 4K which is like you know the um you have the Blu-ray um HD high definition this is like the ultra high definition so I just bought that um but so last night I just watched the new Dune movie for the second time um I think his name the director or um, who who uh, who uh, directed um, Dennis Villanueva? He also did Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which was really good. I might rewatch that because I like his approach and cinematography, and then the music and the mood he sets. So um, I'm uh, in these different forums, and I wrote this little review that um, uh, the the atmosphere of, of of the new movie has a has a, has a, a very strong like a desert shaman feel to it uh, the pacing and the score um 
had a panorama effect to it that that was a welcome change to, you know because a lot of the popular movies even uh popular products the, there's the the woke thing um somebody called it um in tacky magazine the great awakening you know the, this kind of um uh socialist cultural hijacking so this one only had one instance of it and so i'll leave that for people to see who are diehard fans of the older movie and the newer one i didn't really see it until like oh, okay somebody pointed it out um so one, one of the more um so just to be clear the director of blade runner 2049 is the same director as this one so it's like okay that makes sense how he, the 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 um the effects, the cinematography, the pacing, uh, the rhythm of it too, it, it just gets you immersed in it. It was like <clears throat> two and a half hour movie. Um, and then the, the music score was by Hans Zimmer, who's also done the Blade Runner movie and Batman. So it has that dramatic effect and then really sets the atmosphere. But there was a, a really good scene there. Um, so of course, if you're going to go see it, go to IMAX while it's still out. Because I think they're going to have a new um, Marmoot Marvel movie out Thursday night that'll, you know, cut it down. But uh, where was I going with this? Oh, <clears throat> so there was one scene in the movie um, where they were using black goo as a healing chamber, you know, as a kind of resurrective, regenerative um, um, thing. And what was interesting, it, w- it was in like a pool, you know, for the bad guy. Uh, in, in this chamber, this room, and it was being being like curated and tended by children who had black eyes. So I don't know, like th- this movie was supposed to come out a year or two ago. Actually, I think last year. And so what are we hearing with these these shots, you know, the Franken shots that the people who are having pandemic children, they're having black eyes. Right. And then you get these crazy weird videos of births, like from Turkey. There was this video of this just this baby with other, you know, so many more added appendages and arms and like of different like lengths and shapes. It, it was just the strangest thing. But anyway, it was just like okay, so you know, we know that graphene oxide is basically black goo, and so you have black-eyed children, <laughs> you know, kind of. Uh, so it, it's just these messages that they have. But um, I wanted to read some of the quotes from the movie because it, it had that shaman feel. So um, I think in relation to the older one, you have that this thing called the one, like the Messiah. So and then you have people kind of worshiping this this one person. But the one is really waking up in the dream. I mean, sure, there's lucid dreaming and there's power in that. Um waking up in that dream but in this dream here the 3d reality lucid waking there's even you know it 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 comes full circle so you know one of the um quotes was uh dreams make good stories but everything important happens while we're awake so okay yeah from like this day side this um 3d reality but when you know that you can wake up in this dream here like you know the matrix kind of thing it's just okay there's a there's another meaning to that so other noteful noteworthy quotes were like um an animal caught in the trap will not off its own leg to escape what will you do and and um this one was, was from one of the desert shamans <clears throat> in the film uh the mystery of life isn't a problem to solve but a reality to experience 
a process that cannot be understood by stopping it. We must move with the flow of the process. We must join it. We must flow with it. So one of the big um, things in the movie is the spice, and that's where it's it's used in uh, space as a um, for space travel. And um, on the planet, it, it's kind of a, a health benefit and a form of hallucinogen. So, you know, with, with Shungite, it's the same thing. You know, Shungite is the spice, and it, it does. I mean, I'm not don't know about its hallucinatory effects, but when my first encounter with it was, I was able to communicate with its um, higher entity consciousness. So, aside from the lions, um, around that time the Venom movie had come out, so I encountered its cosmic black goo version. So that was pretty fun. I'm interacting with with that, but. Um, yeah, I, I do recommend the movie, and uh, <clears throat> it, its comparisons to Shanghai is, is pretty obvious. Uh, um, I don't know. Did you guys ever see the old movie uh, back in back in the eighties, or or even the books? Even I know obviously the books are more immersive, and um, <clears throat> with the success over the weekend, the, the first weekend of, of the new movie, so they they were greenlit for the sequel, which will come out in a couple years. And so I'm wondering, like, aside from rewatching the 1984 movie, but you know, the other other uh, TV series or, or, or recreations. But I don't know if you guys have any impressions from the books or the the different films from uh, previous times. I did myself see the 84 one, but that was, of course, so many decades ago that I don't remember a darn thing. So I'm gonna actually have to get a copy of this movie and watch it myself. How about you, Nancy? Oh. Yeah, I know, I watched it, but I think it was beyond me. Or it's, there was some I didn't I didn't get into it, and I tried. I knew it was a, <clears throat> over the decades. I've tried to get into it, and it's like no. <clears throat> so I don't know. I didn't watch it. No. I'm definitely being triggered to watch it, and even before um, this show, Mark talking about it, and this this just gets me a little more excited. So um, I'll put it that yeah, my my. Uh, alert systems have gone up to watch it. There's something in there, and I have no idea what. And there's probably a whole lot of something. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. I, so, I, I, I've always felt that it wasn't time to watch it. You know, it was like, no, not, not. It, was, it wasn't that I didn't think it was a good movie or had a message. I don't think I even went there in my head. I just didn't know. I was like, no, don't waste your time. But, you know, that's the thing about things is that I've walked away from an awful lot of very valuable information thinking it was ball, you know, just n- n- nothing there, only to come back, you know, sometimes decades later and go, whoa, how did I miss that? So, you know, you always have to be ready because it's, it's timing stuff. When you're ready, well, that's that old thing, you know, when, when uh, the student's ready, the teacher appears. And that's sort of like, you know, everything in life. The teachers come in many different forms. Be alert. Look at the details. Well, well once you have a certain understanding, then you can see it through, you know, fresh eyes or a fresh understanding kind of thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't do it very often, but I have seen movies and done, you know, some books twice or three times. And you, every time it's like... Gee, I don't remember that. <laughs> or wow, I didn't see that. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, we keep changing. The only thing we know for sure is we're going to keep changing. 
<laughs> yeah, and I've learned enough now knowing Mark to pay attention um, to what he says and brings up because, Mark, you're a whole lot more intuitive, buddy, than you acknowledge. So I appreciate that. I'm sure the listeners do, too. So when he drops these little morsels or suggestions, um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay attention to him and, and look more at it because, again, fresh eyes, new eyes, even if it was from the 1984 movie to this one, well, there's going to be different aspects of it and things to look at. So I'm going to pay attention. Yeah, and they won't be able to write the sequel until they get a little further down what we're going through, probably. <laughs> Who knows what the sequel really will entail? So, <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to emphasize that thing of, of the one and the Messiah. And it makes me curious about the book now, because they got to wait two years for the <laughs> for the for the um, part two of, of the first book, because the second book is called uh, Dune Messiah or something like that. Um, but there there seems to be this um, low energy thing of of externalization, as we've seen with, within the last two years of um, people giving their power and their authority, their sovereignty to to the external, even taking supplements. So, like you know, in Radio Five G, we talked about Dr. Jack Cruz of, and he always talks about you know for your body to optimize itself in health you can't keep taking exogenous external things to to flourish it has to be endogenous so that's why he's always talking about grounding sun nature things like that so um it's the same with you know the milgram experiment of 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 science being worshipped as almost like a religion and and this cult thing that it's become the past couple years of technocracy so the one the messiah is you when you're able to wake up in this dream and okay now that you have the power and the knowledge in in your own uniqueness how do you express that and not just make the world better but uh, if you're all about power then you know the the um connection the source is so abundant and unique that it you know people just benefit from from your beingness and presence, not necessarily efforting. So in the, in the Dune movie, in the books, it's the one, the Messiah, even in the Matrix, which I'm looking forward to that. You know, um, oh, it's the Jefferson Airplane song, um, White Rabbit, is, is is was used in the trailer. So they they had a Matrix sized version in YouTube of of that song, which was pretty cool. Um, but the one, the Messiah, is is a mind powerful enough to bridge space and time, past and future. So we can all do this. It, it's just, you know, getting, like like Anelia Benz talks about, her memes give us that power. Um, and, and just going, you know, to heart and, and uh, what we've been talking about today. So, yeah, definitely check out. You know the movie. If you can, if not, Hans Zimmer has the um, the score. It gets you in that mood. I've been listening to it on YouTube. Um, but yeah, Shanghai is the spice. So let's get it out there. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have any? Uh... I, have say, Nancy, I don't know how much time, but not much. So. No, we got about four minutes. Um. <sighs> okay, so. I guess the message of this show is a lot of things. But basically, pay attention. You can all do it. We just have to work together. Everything we we do is for learning and sharing, letting everybody know what's happening. And, um, yep. Derek, what I do mean, you... I mean, I can add... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. Um, 
I could add some stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I'm making preparations for the Radio 5G show next week, and um, I'm recommending Celeste Solom. People check her out on BitChute and do newest first as far as searching. She has a couple of new interviews. So, um, I'm, I'm in her subscription uh, membership, so I'm hoping to add some stuff uh, next week. If, if not, Catherine Austin Fitz, who did, has a couple recent interviews, so I'll see what, what we can pack in for next week. But I don't know, Nancy, if you have want to promote Radio 5G for tomorrow or uh, anything upcoming with Derek? Well, we yeah we have we have uh, Radio 5G, and who's going to come back is uh, uh, Michael's sister Sarah, and she's going to become the co-host. You know, so there'll be three of us on it because she's lost her job as an RN because of the shot, and she is looking to do something. So I said to her. Well, you, yeah, beautiful, and you decide what we want to talk about. So a couple of days ago I said to her, did you uh, get some subject that you wanted to talk about? And after she said what she wanted to do, my reply to her was, you know this is only a two-hour show, right? <laughs> because she was just like, I'm so excited because I think she's going to bring in, you know, uh, it's all it's all the same information. It's just being brought in by different people. And, of course, tonight we have, um, well, actually, there's Cosmic Reality Chronicles coming up. And then we have the one that you and I did from last week, well, yeah, last week, um, regarding the uh, Cruz, Dr. Cruz, his interview. That's coming up. And then after that's Cosmic Reality, the radio show. And uh, Derek did do that one. It's um, another... Uh, interview that he did with somebody and you had a good time doing it right Derek oh yeah yeah I always do I have a good time and we've given you the link to that yeah. and I'll hopefully have it down in the uh, the you know description type of thing okay then anything else Mark we got a half a minute um, cosmic reality show later uh, today um, hopefully uh, yeah you guys can get into some of the stuff as as uh, it's picking up. We're past Red October, so remember the 5th of November. I don't know what themes <laughs> play on as things are ramping up more. Uh, fighting against mandates and all that. Oh. I'm going to be watching elect- election results. Derek! Oh, I, we're getting short, so I just want to thank everybody for, for being here, being part of the show, and had a great time. And yeah, looking forward to the next ones, too. Awesome. So be safe, everybody out there, and, um, you know, we're in this together. We're going to make it. Armor yourself up. (laughs) Spread the good word. Be safe. You have been listening to the Shungite Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.